Support for Pivot comes from Vanta. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Now, you can assess risk, secure the trust of your customers, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more with a single platform, and that platform is Vanta. Vanta's market-leading trust management platform helps you continuously monitor compliance alongside reporting and tracking risk. Plus, you can save time by completing security questionnaires with Vanta AI. To learn why thousands of global companies use Vanta to automate evidence collection, unify risk management, and streamline security reviews, watch Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com pivot. That's V-A-N-T-A dot pivot to watch Vanta's on-demand demo. Support for Pivot comes from Pendo. Pendo improves the apps your customers and employees rely on. Whether you're building applications for customers or managing applications for employees, Pendo can help deliver better experiences for your users so they can get more value from your software. Visit pendo.io slash pivot to learn more about how your team can use Pendo to start building better digital experiences. There you can also check out Pendo's lineup of free certification courses, 12 hours of in-depth training for your product management teams on topics from AI to product analytics to product-led growth. That's pendo.io slash pivot to learn more. everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I'm Scott Galloway. And Kara, I just don't want to make a big deal about my return. Yeah, Let's just sure. get right Neither into it. Neither do I. Neither do I. Well, just not a big deal. What, no. what are the biggest stories? Let's just, let's just get on with it. Just kidding. Cue the music, Rebecca. Oh, no. It's the dog. Where has El Perro got to this El Perro for the last race? Well, he found a hole in the backyard. He dug under it, and he's been helping those bitches next door. And when I say bitches, I mean those purebred standard poodles. All right. That's right. <laughs> okay. The question becomes, does TikTok, when it's in the forest, when the dog's not around, does Google certificate when the hound's not around? No. Oh, my God. Calm yourself. Not. It Scott. is time for the only planet that circles a hot plasmatic sphere of 7 billion trillion tons to begin again. Technology can now progress. We can now get back to work because the dog. Oh, I am God. aroused, Kara. Oh, my I'm God. aroused. I oh, haven't been this God. aroused. You know when the last time I was this aroused? Oh, I had so many adults here all of August, and now you're back. You missed me, didn't you? you I clearly... haven't been this aroused since all right. I snorted crushed up Cialis, watched a Pam Greer movie on VHS, and then stuck a cattle prod up my ass. Or as I like to call it, a Tuesday night. I'm Tuesday night. I am around. All right, all right, sir. Nipples on my brain are hard. All right, that's they're hard. And by the way, from the Vox Media Podcast Network, this is most definitely not Andrew Ross Sorkin. (laughs) It's not any of them. Oh my my god, I'm exhausted. It's all so quiet without you. Oh my god. I'm exhausted. Are you done? Where's my male American Samoa nurse Garfield? I I need soup and a cuddle. I need a scuttle. I need soup and a cuddle. Listen. I need soup and a cuddle. Listen, we're gonna do a catch-up segment so you can show off your voluminous brain that's been sitting on the beach in Nantucket for whatever you're doing there. Uh, How are you feeling? How was your vacation, by the way? I can't discern anymore. I don't have. Every day is sort of a mild vacation and yeah. mildly at work. I'm just sort of in this Nether other Netherlands. Yeah, I don't, that's where everybody is. Where, where are, are we? we? We're where still at we? COVID, but, yeah. but now with an extra helping of riots and right-wing people fighting, left-wing people with guns, it's, you know, riots in the streets. Yeah. 
No, it's it's uh, it, things haven't gotten. No, look what no, happens when no. I leave. The world, world gets worse. Getting worse. The world anyway, gets worse. we have a lot to talk about now that worse. Elon Musk is now officially worth a hundred billion dollars, yeah. which is half of Jeff Bezos's wealth, who is wealthier than ever. He has two hundred billion. So that happened while you were away, and the Tesla stock is splitting like everything. Uh, I I think I think that call of yours was it perhaps a good one many year, many a year ago, two years ago. Oh, it's funny because no one ever brings that up that I said Tesla was going to crash in $300. No, no one ever brings that up. What do you, th- so what do you make you. of this? And also Apple split, right? Apple's doing a split. Like who knows if, what's with all this splitting? There's splitting everywhere. There's all this splitting and all this money being made by these tech companies. Yeah, it's the, the Tesla one is really, I mean, if you think about him becoming worth $100 billion, what's happened in the last five months. So yeah. uh, middle of March, Tesla was the fourth most valuable automobile company in the world behind mm-hmm. uh, Volkswagen. Uh, I'm sorry, behind Toyota, Volkswagen, and Daimler. And then right. fast forward fast forward five months later, just in 18 weeks, mm-hmm. they are now number one and worth more than Toyota, Daimler, and Volkswagen combined. Yes, they are. Yeah. It is. And, and by the way, the and company- And they make a, a fraction of the cars, but they're good cars. Oh, very oh, a fraction, like a skosh of the cars. But uh, as we always a talk skosh. about, COVID being an accelerant. And not only that, look on the other side, there are losers there. When the economy's not growing, they're losers. Exxon, which was the most valuable company in the world, uh, just, mm-hmm. I think, 10, 15 years ago, is now not even in the top. I don't even think it's in the top yeah. uh, Nobody's moving. So- the whole world has said, let's look for 10 years and envision a future. I mean, it's just so, Aswath Monod at NYU talks about stocks being a component of narrative and numbers. Mm-hmm. And typically the numbers are about 78% of the value and the, the narrative is 20%. Mm-hmm. And it's totally yeah. flipped. It's totally flipped. He calls Tesla correctly a story stock. And the story is just Well, I think people have so decided this is the electric so vehicle. This, this is, is the right. only company and the competitors are not even close, right? I mean, that's really pretty much what's happening. And it's really interesting. I'm... Um, you know, when the data changes, I change my mind. And you think about Tesla, I have a Tesla, I have a Model X. If you think about it, it's one of the few cars right. that where you actually, it does get better with software updates. And if you look at the depreciation, it's actually less than the depreciation on other cars, meaning that even though it's a huge cost up front, it may be economical. Right. And I'll tell you one thing I don't miss. And you know, you know what the gangster kind of feature of a Tesla is? Never going to mm-hmm. a gas station what? again. I think gas stations are yeah. the worst retail in like America. It? You love you love that car, right? A lot of people do. The issue people who own Tesla's have is with service. They think this, they said the service wasn't as good, but I think most people who have them love them. It's like a Peloton. They like they like it. It's a product they like, and these are obviously wealthy people. What's yeah. interesting is it. Well, a lot of people are saying if you can't play the Tesla a stock market, if you're too scared of it, look at their uh, uh, their manufacturers that that make parts for them. And there's a whole bunch That's of companies right. that make make things. Uh, Brembo is brakes. AGC Automotive is windshields. Fisher Dynamics makes power seats. All kinds of. Uh, uh, apparently, there's ZF Lenx system power steer steering mechanism. So people are saying to do that. I think the issue is the people are saying this is the electric car company of the mm-hmm. future and therefore we're going to buy it. What do you what happens though? What ha- it just stays here? What's the you have to I want you to go out on a limb here. What what occurs when it just doesn't make that much money? It just is worth that? It just stays worth that? What do you what well, what do you, you imagine? Should, first off, I want to acknowledge that whatever I say, you should do the opposite. I I just I've never been this wrong except except for the except for my personal life, I get Tesla more wrong than anything anyone has ever done before. I thought it was crazy yeah. at 700 bucks a share. You're jealous of him. Are you jealous? Am of I him? jealous of him? 
Are you jealous of him? Uh, I think he has a yeah. pretty good life. I wouldn't say, I don't know if I'm jealous of him. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm jealous of him. I'd like to. He did the neural link yesterday, yeah, too, or two days ago. They put, put the neural link yeah, in the pig. I don't, I don't get that shit. Would you put a neural link in your head? Maybe you need a oh, neural bring link. Oh, bring it. Oh, bring it. The, the bring shit it. I put on my brain through different means, yeah, I'll put in a link. Yeah. yeah. Turn me on. All right. Okay, they, well, we're putting them in pigs now, on. so. Ha, ha, ha. You said at least. Uh, 10 penis-related things in four seconds. I, I let you I do am. that today. You only get Don't one. Don't judge me, love You me. only get to do one an episode, and I gave you several, so you're okay. done, okay? okay? No more offensive okay. penis-related right. things, all right. all right? Is that okay? Can yeah, you do that? We'll do all right, speaking of that, well, let's do what we do best, break down some big stories. Okay, Walmart joins the growing number of companies in bids to buy TikTok. Late last week, Walmart teamed up with Microsoft, what a strange pair, uh, to buy up the Chinese app. A deal with Microsoft and Walmart could turn TikTok into an e-commerce app for both creators and users. According to the company insider, to make a decision whether to sell to Oracle or to Walmart uh, Microsoft bid in coming days, possibly by tomorrow, as we come closer uh, to the Trump administration's mid-September sale deadline, which they're both chafing against. Uh, insiders at Microsoft told me that they have been better technology, a better price, uh, and are able to, to make it secure within a year. They, they are impugning Oracle's ability to do so, but Oracle has very close ties with the White House, probably closer, maybe not as, well, Doug McMillan's pretty close to the White House too. So what do you, what do you make of this? What, why Walmart? And then what do you think? So, and, uh, and give me some running room here because this All is right, a, I'm going this to. Is I'll a, let you this, talk mostly this, is this a weird, This is a weird metaphor, but I okay. believe that moving forward, I think the primary value of education is certification. And I think okay. that in 10 years, you can have kids apply to MIT and Harvard, not go and put on their LinkedIn profile, accepted to MIT. Because at the end of the day, all we're really doing is organizations is certifying mm -hmm. people that they got in through what is probably the finest filter admissions process in the world. We're just giant HR screening. And the moment you get in, that's the value. And I think that basically Oracle and Walmart announcing that they're an acquisition, the, the, the rationale is why would they buy it? Because they can. And I don't think they will. I don't think they'll go to college. It makes absolutely no sense for Oracle, but Oracle has the cloud infrastructure, the security there, and they have the primary attribute, and that is their buddies with Donald Trump. In addition, in addition, just as you would get a bump in your net present value of your earnings potential when people find out you got into MIT, whether you went or not, announcing that you are in talks, serious discussions, and you are capable of owning TikTok mm -hmm. took Microsoft's market capitalization up $50 billion. Yeah. It took Walmart's up $25 billion. So the like the 33rd largest, most valuable company in the world is the company that has been formed off a mm -hmm. rumor. So that's why you wanted to is, bid for it. You, you why, offered money, right? Why wouldn't you? No. Yeah. Why How much would you go up? Like why, $25? Why wouldn't you and I, why wouldn't you and I start a SPAC with Paul Ryan, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> and, you read my and Stitch from, I mean, and then, and then announce that we're raising a uh, half a billion dollars back. We're going to lever it up with pull put options on Robin Hood, and we're in serious negotiations with yeah. TikTok. And if we could find a public vessel yeah. to communicate that investor relations through, we might add billions of dollars yeah. in market cap. So why do any of these companies? Right, it makes no these sense are the for ones who are going to buy any it. Of them. Do you, do you, do you, which okay. one do you think is going to get it? Which which one is it? Make the case for each of them. I mean, they have to sell because the government is making them. So this is where we are. Okay. Okay. See, this is where this is where mm -hmm. the dog. The dog howls at the moon, and everyone says, oh, he was so weird when he was right. doing that. And I go, no, he wasn't. He okay, was genius. genius. He was genius. Okay. Carrie, you heard it here first, and this is the All kind right. of thing I might look stupid about by 5 p.m. Right. today. 
No one's going to buy it. Okay, you said that. Yeah. Xi Jinping plays for the long game. Yeah. This is the mother of all head fakes. You think, you think the global geopolitical superpower, China, by the way, is going yeah. to be forced mm -hmm. into the sale of a Chinese asset because a guy who potentially is going to be booted out of office in 68 days wants them to? Yeah. This is what they're doing. They're telling their bankers, yeah, the lawsuit, go tell Microsoft we're interested. And it's yeah. already been delayed 90 days, meaning that the decision or the yeah. legal ramifications or the legal pressure to sell will be after the election. Yeah. And like, yeah, pretend we're selling it. Walk around. Tell the tell the orange man he's handsome. Go hang out on Bill Ellison's lot. Talk to Microsoft. It's not going to get sold. Yeah. It's not going to yeah, get sold. Larry now, I, everyone is just it's everyone says it's a fair complete. It's going to be sold. But let's OK, so let's pretend it might. Who does it make sense for? Yeah. I mean, it's literally an exercise in creative thinking to try and figure out why Oracle would buy it other than to display their cloud-based technology. I have absolutely no creative yeah. way ex of explaining why Oracle would buy this other than they can. They've yeah. got a tr big Trump donor. They've got the cloud technology. They've got the security, which is actually a big issue. And they've got the balance sheet. Their deal structure is creative. They basically said, we'll give you $10 billion in cash, and then we'll give you 50% uh, of the profit. So it's not even, it's almost like an investment as opposed mm -hmm. to an acquisition, which yes. ByteDance, that's a ByteDance friendly move. Yes, and ByteDance does, like the investors move. in ByteDance. General Atlantic and Sequoia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, and then you have Walmart. And Walmart sort of in an alternative universe makes sense. They're like, well, we want to we turn it into social commerce. The thing is, TikTok's social commerce isn't as strong as their Chinese sister, Doyen. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it, 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 that's tantamount. If you think that's a good strategy, that's tantamount if Walmart said for the same amount of money they were going to buy Viacom, AMC Networks, yeah. and go vertical around content. And the reality is these companies, typically retailers, don't make great content companies. Red Bull is kind of the first manufacturer's brand that became a great what content them, company. P &G what about them the getting, into, getting into this space in advertising and to compete with Amazon? Because a, a little bit is advertising because Walmart's not there at all, and Amazon certainly is. These are, these are some things mentioned completely out of line for Walmart to own something like this. I, it just feels like if in three years this thing was worth yeah. a fraction of itself I agreed. and it made no sense, you'd look back and say, well, of course it didn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Walmart's going to be in the, the only way you can justify the purchase price would be to maintain those relationships with other advertisers. These companies are much better at figuring out how to ignore, delay and obfuscate all the toxicity. Doug McMillan yeah. is a good guy. When all of a sudden, Young men start getting radicalized on TikTok. Doug McMillan is going to basically say, and is is Which nice. they've avoided. You know what the fuck were we thinking? They're not a media company. Right. I mean, I guess they could, Amazon became a media company, which is really impressive. But th at the end of the day, the only two companies that probably could pull this off would be Facebook or Google. But they're not going to need to because they're not going to be allowed yeah. to buy it. And Xi Jinping plays the long game. Where our superpower yeah. is optimism. So they might announce, you think they might announce a deal and then it never happens. That's, That's interesting. I think they probably will announce That's something. That's interesting. But there is the lawsuit. There is also the lawsuit, which the courts could put a stay on this Trying thing. to block it. Yeah. So there's that. But they could announce it and then not yeah, do it. That would be, right? that would be very interesting. That would be very interesting. And yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. But the notion that the Chinese, who think in 50-year increments, are going to be bullied, bullied into selling a Chinese asset. And by the way, when we were talking with Professor Wu the other day, it's hard for them to complain mm -hmm. when they've basically banned every technology app from the mainland. You know, but yeah, they also made moves about that this weekend about uh, export of, of of what makes it great, the algorithm, whether they can export the actual algorithm out of China. 
that's another thing they may not I've heard allow. that just logistically, they may not be able to do it. <laughs> just that trying to figure yeah. this out. Yeah. What, what yeah. have you heard? What's your yes. on the ground yes. reporting tell us? Microsoft feels like it has the technology to do so. And they realize that they are, They I have to say, they're appropriately concerned about being able to move the technology. You know what I mean? They're like, it's really hard. They're not like pretending, oh, we can do it. I think the people at Oracle are like, we can do it. But they're quite confident in their consumer ability without any consumer experience, which is pretty much Crazy. on brand for Oracle in that regard. Um, I think that the, 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 everybody would like a delay and it, it take longer, I think, but that's not, you know, Trump is, you know, moving around for any topic. He's obviously settled on riots right now, um, but he, this will make him look good. Like he's pushing around China, China, beating up China and riots seem to be his two, the next 60 days of Trump or Biden riots or whatever they're calling him. And so, which of course is under president Trump's watch, but that's, you know, that's, he's just obfuscating the disaster he's created here. Um, and he wants to go to Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, by the way, which seems like ridiculous, you know, lighting of a fire there. Um, but I, I think it's, I think they'll delay. I think you're right. I think there'll be a delay, but I do think there'll be an announcement and then it, it won't happen if Trump, uh, if Trump loses. And if it does, they, it'll take longer. It'll just like most things, it'll peter out in that regard. And then we'll see. And they're hoping that TikTok itself peters out, like the people that it doesn't work as well, the product doesn't gain, that it doesn't remain as popular, you know, and then Facebook wins. And so it's kind of, it's, I, I find it the whole thing to be a shame the way this has been handled. It could have been handled in such a much better way. But, um, and I know Tim was, uh, was uh, for it, but I don't agree with him. I think there was a way to do this that was much more um, conducive to innovation. Yeah, well, you've always said that that it, this is not, I think the term is, this is not the beach to die on, that if we're going to do yeah. this, we should have laws Elsewhere. and constructs and things we can apply to all businesses. Same thing. As, it's as just, it's to, all a campaign slogan. This is, yeah. we're going to have an endless campaign slogan on this. And then I think the Biden I people agree. will put it in a drawer, in a drawer, because Peter Navarro is not running around the White House screaming. You know, and even Steve Mnuchin would probably invest in it if he could, if he was still in Hollywood, right? And be happy to do a deal with the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like a lot yeah, of people you hear are it happy. Here. You're exactly right. I think money. this anyway. deal is going to die a okay. slow death. I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Don't think it's going to happen. Slow death. All right. Okay. All right, Scott. Let's go to a quick break and come back to talk about Amazon moving into fitness tracking space, and then we're going to catch up on all the stories we missed while you're on vacation because nothing went on while you were away. You're right. Nothing. That's the way it was. Nothing. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
Okay, welcome back. Amazon is entering into the health and fitness world with their new subscription service and a tracker called Halo. You are my Halo, Scott. The fitness tracker band will measure an array of health metrics, including body fat, temperature, and emotional tone. That's going to like be off the charts for you. The mm. band will continuously have a microphone to capture vocals tone. Amazon is obviously late in the game behind Apple and Google, but they're really weighing in here with uh, with, a, with a vocal tone. Both already have fitness trackers, apps, and watches. Uh, the global fitness tracker market is expected to reach over $91 billion by 2027. Uh, of course, Fitbit is, is the big player here um, in terms of just a a dedicated one. What thinks you of this, of them entering? You talked about them entering the health and fitness space, but this seems particularly creepy. Yeah, it's the thing that was strange about the product is it's it's app-based, right? It's not, mm-hmm. there's no utility while you're wearing it. It's, it's it then, it just takes data and then talks to you. And I wonder, it, it, it seems to me between HIPAA compliance, pill pack, um, mm-hmm. the tests they're running internally, all these moons are lining up and they're going to announce something very big. Uh, like, like, okay, what? we'll oh. insure you, but you have to wear this thing and we'll start re- making recommendations around lifestyle changes, around diet. And by the know. way, we're the ones that carry all these products or maybe Amazon right. Prime Health. There, there's something we've been saying for a long time. I think Amazon's going to be the fastest growing healthcare company in the world. I was speaking. Healthcare. So you think this is a backdoor into healthcare? I don't think that it's they about, have all this. I don't think, I mean, uh, uh, Apple, I guess, you know, the honest answer is I don't know. All I see is all these troops amassing at the border of healthcare from Amazon. And it's not accident. They don't do anything by chance. It feels as mm-hmm. if there's going to be some program or offering linked to Prime that's going to cut a swath through all these healthcare assets. Yeah, why do they want this vocal? Well, you know, a lot of stuff about vocal can tell heart attack. I've talked to a lot of people who have some of these bands that, you know, you can tell the heart attack stuff. You can emotional tone, judges, prejudges health, temperature, you know, body fat thing is interesting. Um, would you wear one, Scott? Can I put one on you so I can track you at all times? <laughs> You're a saucy little minx. You want to know where the I dog am. is. Um, yeah, I need to know where would you I are wear at all one? times. Yeah, I would, I would wear one if I thought. I'm, I'm not as freaked out about the privacy side of it. I actually think Amazon is has deserved some credit for not having a ton of crazy hacks or violating your privacy. I wouldn't, if it was from Facebook, I wouldn't wear it. But Amazon, yeah. it was utility. And my guess is Amazon is part of Prime. We'll start giving it out for free. Yeah, yeah. I, I would do it. I would do it. I put Would myself you? on the list, even though, you know, I put myself on the early list just to see yeah. it. I want to see it. I want to physically see this thing. Um, I don't know. I don't, the vo- the vocal tone microphone on is uh, a problem for me, like that, that they would hear everything I said. And, so and that's Alexa? the, uh, no, I do not. I unplug them all. My son, when I told you, went around and unplugged all the nests in the house. I mean, I just, it's a really interesting problem because I don't want the vocal. That's what got me was vocal tone, microphone, like that kind of stuff. And so I don't, I turn them all off. I cover them on my computer. I don't, I, I'm really weird and uh, paranoid about the about cameras. No, and, I, I agree. You are weird and paranoid. I agree uh-huh, with both those you. things. No, but I mean, would you like them to have your? I mean, maybe. It, but it maybe, doesn't mean you're wrong. Look, I agree. I trust them. Look, I was just thinking the other day. I order from Amazon like five times a week, at least now, like at least, and I buy everything, right. and I try to find it elsewhere, and then I never do because it's not in the store. The thing, actual thing, I want, and Amazon typically has a better thing. You can see behind me my delish, my delightful um, uh, shag beanbag back there. Um, it's I, I I find it really I have a strong relationship with Amazon now, like a really strong one. And I and yeah. I, I every now and then I sort of it's breathtaking how much stuff I order from them. They are my delivery service 100 percent. And at the same time, 
now having my microphone vocal. I don't know. I don't know. Why, why doesn't it bother you? What, what, tell me why it doesn't bother you. And then I'd love to sort of where you to the scenario from you have this tracker and then and then and then and then. Well, your location, where you are, even when you're going to be home in terms of deliveries or what type uh, your health oh, in terms that, of that was coming up with pro programmatic recommendations around food and lifestyle and products that you might be or even where to find you to deliver stuff to you. I don't, I don't, I think the location and fitness and all of this data um, is, uh, is an interesting thing they can sit, they can sit on top of. I, I'm like a, the only thing that's useful about me is I don't care about my privacy being violated as long as there, there's a coupon or an interesting photo. At Why? The end of it. Why are you concerned? Why aren't you concerned? These riots are continuing. It looks a little authoritarian in this country. I'm feeling a little like Orban. Why aren't you concerned? Are you, it's because you're just a white guy who never anything bad happens to? What is it, Scott? What, you're not. Uh, that's probably most of it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think our, I think, still think our institutions are stronger than that. And I think most of these companies, other than, I don't even think Facebook wants to violate your privacy. They just don't care about other people violating it as long as they paid for it. I don't think inherently these companies are interested in, in in tracking you other than for utility. And we get freaked out about it. But consumer behavior shows that privacy is, at least until lately, has been vastly inflated in terms of importance to the end consumer. I don't think our government, at least I may be very naive around this stuff, mm -hmm. but I think it's too late even, even if you are concerned about it. it between the data Uber has on you yeah. between your IP addresses, unless you're really sophisticated and can go off the grid, that that horse, that ship has already sailed. And the government, you know, if you test positive for, you know, certain diseases, uh, mm -hmm. it goes into a database. Uh, and, and the CDC right. has managed to keep that database secure. So I, I think that I actually, I don't want to say I trust the government, but I'm trusting of the people who elect our officials. They occasionally make a mistake, but hopefully right. we can, we can, correct that mistake every four years but no i'm not i'm not but, worried. Right, why are you two, worried where do you see this he, going he's i he's 200 billion he's the richest man in the history of the planet he he can yeah. like, I, I, the same thing i told uh, uh when when google was asking me why i didn't trust them i'm like i who knows who's running your company someday like this is what it is when you just said something that really chilled me like they can deliver to yep. you or they can find you and i yep. know you can find some yep. their cell phone but wow like the, you're like you're you're banding yourself like an animal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I just think it's disturbing yeah. on every level. And I just, I guess I just, which is interesting because you've been tweeting all about these riots and sort of the game that's being played here of fear and or, law and order. And I think it, it, it's orderly. This is an orderly solution. At the same time, the order is to keep the right people in, in power. It's not, when they're talking about order, they're talking about the current order, not a different order. And so that's what I think is, disturbing like you know i think that's really the problem I, I just feel like in anybody's hands like look at look at look at face you were tweeting about it this weekend facebook yep. and um and the problems around um QAnon and stuff i mean you were talking yeah, yeah. about like oh we shouldn't have put those pages up for that kid to be on and therefore you know and a lot of people you know such a baron cohen that operational mistakes, operational difficulties yeah. which they knew about well, if they read casey newton's pieces i mean come on at some point, like, why do we trust these people? The thing, the thing I think that I don't want to say it replaces trust, but I think capitalism here is a pretty strong motivator. And that is, I think there's more upside in handling people's data with a certain level of respect and yes. then using it for utility. Whether, I mean, just think about it. Uber knows if you just take Uber, right. like I do, 
they know where you've mm-hmm. been at all hours of the day for the last three years. Yeah. And they yeah, could, they could reverse engineer it. Did you go to a family planning clinic? Did you go to a clinic that's uh, for prostate care? They, could, they know your health. If, if With a little bit of AI overlay, mm-hmm. they would know a lot about what you're doing, what you're up yeah. to, where you're going, why, and then say, this person clearly is doing X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, but we've decided that uh, we believe that the company has more interest in being wealthy and not damaging its so reputation. How, how does this compete with Apple and Google? Because I don't feel there. I don't. There, I, I gave away my Apple Watch, and I never bought a Google one. So you think this is a backdoor into yeah. other things? How? Who will come out and top in this? Is it Fitbit? Because that, that's just a dedicated fitness company. Do they have to buy Fitbit or what? What do you What do you imagine? I've always thought wearables were dramatically overrated. Yeah, that, I call them the unwearable wearable technology. Yeah, wearable tech. I mean, doesn't everyone has a drawer of all the wearables? Yeah. I think wearable technology is right up there with 3D printing and virtual reality. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think. I think the only wearable that's ever worked is the iPhone. And a lot of people would say the Apple Watch is successful, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm just not going to wear anything I can't charge. Also, a watch for me isn't a timepiece. It's a means of expressing my success and masculinity, mm-hmm. i.e. Panerai, come to the dog, <laughs> come to the dog. It's so sad. I don't. It is sad. It's pathetic, and it's true, and it works. Yeah. But I don't think wearables, I think your iPhone is your wearable. And if you think about the Apple Watch, I think it's just a second screen Mm -hmm. for the ultimate wearable, which is your iPhone. If Amazon could link it to the other stuff, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's fitness. I don't know if it's prime. I don't know if it's data that makes your purchases more elegant such that you can get into, I was, Amazon was going to zero click ordering where I would like Amazon to just start sending me stuff without my permission, because I think they know what I want before I know it. No. And I think this might be a means of collecting that sort of data. No, right. If if I'm, I mean, I'm in Nantucket right now. Mm-hmm. So everything I order on Amazon starts coming to Nantucket. And maybe I get a, an alert saying, how long are you here for? But I think they could start yeah. doing very interesting Creepy. things. And I think people are fine with their, bias, their privacy being violated as long as there's utility at the end of you it. You are correct on that. Unfortunately, shouldn't be, given the current trends politically. I would not find, think that's a very good idea. That's what they get you with. Well, we all have the power to make that stop. I, 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 so the you demo say. and democracy, that might be over in 68 days. Yep, indeed. And not only that, the incompetence of the Trump administration is also a certain level of safety. Yeah, but at some point, there's going to be an intelligent version of this. So that's, there. maybe not, maybe not, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's a really sad thing. Anyway, so yeah. it's, but you think it's a backdoor into healthcare because we're going to get on to the next thing we're going to talk about. But you think it's a backdoor into other things. That's their move here. Look, the, the, the two greatest sources, uh, these four companies now have to add not even $500 billion, but to grow into their market capitalizations now on any reasonable, when we return from 80% narrative and 20% numbers, when it flips back to something reasonable like 50% numbers, 50% narrative, to grow into their stock market valuations, these companies are going to have to add a combined yeah. trillion dollars in top-line growth, that. even assuming operational leverage. And there's only a few sectors government, where the carcass is big healthcare. enough in that. Yeah, government, i.e. Palantir, saying we're going to replace government services. But the big the big kahuna here is 17% of GDP, and that's healthcare. healthcare. And if you think about Schools. what COVID's done, yeah. think about it. Healthcare and education? Yeah. It's a deck of cards. It's literally being thrown in the air right yep, now. Yeah, you're right. That is, that is, I'm going to leave you on that smart thing, a deck of cards being thrown in the air. You remain right. as smart uh, as ever. But think about yeah. this. Go ahead. And it's not only, think about your consumer. Would you have been willing to basically have a life-threatening virus and then be comfortable with the notion that you're never going to go to the doctor's office? Now we are. Now we're like, well, this can be through our smartphones, through our phone. I've been looking into this health card company called 98.6 because- Everything's mm-hmm. iOS or Android. 
And the majority of venture capital is going to these high-end concierge, concierge services to pick off rich white people and say, we'll give you better health care for $2,500 a month. Yep. But the big opportunity is, of course, the Android, and that is to distribute health care away from hospitals and away from doctor's yep. offices and onto the $3.5 billion phones and then do it really yeah, I, inexpensively. I said this at the beginning of this whole thing. I said, I wish Amazon was doing the testing. I would have been happy. It would have worked. It would have worked. You know. Yeah, all right. I think that's coming. We're going to switch. We're going to steal more Scott. More Scott. It's all Scott yep. today. Um, you are my friend of Pivot, the original. You are my Go friend on. of Pivot. I would say mild acquaintance. Fa- I think I'm you're fa- my mild acquaintance of Pivot. Um, you, you were go. so missed this past month. Let's do a catch up of what we missed for about 10 minutes. Um, what story did you miss okay. most uh, 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 that you wished you had talked about? We talked about a bunch of things on our on our on our pivot live, but what did you? What was the one that you thought was most interesting? In the DNC, well, we talked about the mother. Yeah. We talked about the mother of all head fakes. That's uh, TikTok. I think that uh, to talk mm-hmm. politics, I think that the Republicans have been really smart. Uh, I think that if the Democrats were smart. Uh, I think this these protests represent a real problem for the DNC right now, specifically their anemic response to them and making excuses for looting. And regardless of how you feel about that and the justification for it, we will America will elect a criminal rather than endure criminality. America will mm, would rather will opt for a lawless president mm-hmm. versus lawlessness. And the opportunity for the Democrats that they have missed and they need to do right away is they need to get former attorney general of the second largest justice department in America, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, or Vice President Salami Kamala Harris, and she needs to make a public announcement saying, we are a nation that believes in peaceful protest. We are a nation that has real racial injustice that needs to be addressed, but we are a nation of laws. And when I am vice president and when Biden is president, we are gonna put an end to any destruction of personal property or physical violence. This is unacceptable. This is the soft tissue the Republicans are exposing right now because people, again, they'll opt for a criminal over criminality. Mm. So I think that I think that's a big story unfolding. I think it's the biggest risk to Biden not or uh, us not taking back the White House. The yeah. most overlooked yeah. story or the biggest story, in my view, is the beginning of the unbundling of the industrial education complex with Google certificates. Yeah. The idea that for 300 bucks, you might get micro certification. And that's not even the most exciting part about this, Kara. The most exciting part about this is that the world's premier aspirational employer might take that certification and give it the same equivalence as the four-year degree. Because what people fail to realize when they talk about education is until the best employers in the world stop using a BA as the the, the security yeah. pass to even get in the building, it's never going to change. College is going to maintain this stranglehold cartel on America's youth and our economy. We have, think about this, only 30% of America has a college education. What percentage of people in influence in, All of them. in the media, 100%. in culture, in yeah, business? 100%. 98%. So until the best companies in the world start, like Google, start saying, okay, get this, and it's the same as a BA, this is so exciting. I was on the phone this Mm -hmm. morning with the former governor of Illinois. He's getting into education. There are so many people now looking at education and thinking micro-certification, unbundling. Think about what happened to newspapers in the 90s. First, they unbundled the classifieds with Craigslist. Then they unbundled the movies. Then they unbundled the news. Can I ask you a question about this? This has really been a bee in your bonnet and it's sticking in your craw. It's, It's 
itch in your pants, whatever. Let's any of these metaphors will work. Why do you want to get yourself away? This is like yep. what you've been doing your whole life. You're a professor. And we, we talked to Sundar Pichai about this. And he, of course, was going to be a yep. professor of marketing and then decided to do Google yep. instead, which I thought was a good choice for him. Um, you stayed a professor of marketing and and these issues. So why do you what 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 is it just being there that yep. you just don't like you think it just doesn't work or you just feel like you're cheating uh, kids uh, and they don't need that because uh, the reason I'm what here with it? you. We're having a little, we're having a little therapy session here. The Scott. reason I'm here with you, the reason I have a wonderful life, mm-hmm. is one because I'm talented. I, I'm not modest. I put myself in the top one percent, but that puts you in a room, the population of Germany. The reason I'm here is because of the generosity and vision of California taxpayers and the regents of the University of California that take the children of single mothers who live and die a secretary and give them incredible opportunities to attend world-class universities for a total of $7,000 in tuition, undergrad and grad. And uh, that mm-hmm. I, I collectively hear a cry of the kids of single parents who are not remarkable. I was not remarkable, not getting the same opportunities. This mm-hmm. country needs to fall back in love with its remarkables. The objective of higher education in our society isn't to take remark, freakishly remarkable kids and turn them from millionaires into billionaires. It's to take unremarkable kids and give them remarkable opportunities so they can mm-hmm. go on podcasts and be profane and make nice livings. We have turned the upward lubricant, the greatest upward lubricant in history, U.S. higher education, into a caste system. And it needs to stop. We have lost yeah. the script. Do you realize I'm teaching, I'm teaching, 280 kids beginning in three weeks. All yeah. Zoom, $7,000, $2.1 million. Pfizer just announced yeah. a drug that can basically cure or arrest someone's muscular atrophy. They are charging $2.1 million. Mm-hmm. What is more corrupt? What is more corrupt? Preying on someone at their most vulnerable moment and asking them to find $2.1 million or indebting young people, $7,000 each, 280 of them, such that they can try and better themselves? And the answer is yes. We in higher education yes. have totally lost the script. Every decision we make, every decision we make so, is with one goal. Hold on, I'm on a rant. It's with one goal, and that is to reduce our accountability I can feel it. and to increase our compensation. We aren't the caste system. We're the upward lubricants. We have lost the script. We need to embrace small and big tech. We need to go back to UCLA when there was a 60% admittance rate and it costs $1,000 a year, not 13% admittance rate. So they have the latitude to let in unremarkables. We need to fall back in love with the unremarkables. Unremarkables. <sighs> That's the name of your next book, I think. Oh, what my goodness. Field? I need soup and a cuddle. I need uh, soup listen, and a cuddle. A listen scuttle. to me. King of the Unremarkables, uh, which you apparently have become, yeah. dubbed yourself that. Um, how do you pay for it? I mean, it's just because, the pr- how do you actually get to that thing? Is it, is it government funding or what is it? Because this is something Bernie Sanders has talked about. The Democrats have talked about it. Elizabeth Warren, free college. Like, is it that or is it something else? Or is it just these certificates? We, there shouldn't be any colleges. There should just be online uh, education solutions, which are very not great. Like you do have to have the knowledge. You have to have some teaching going on, correct? Mm-hmm. So, so for, uh, first off, I think free college is stupid. That's just a transfer of wealth from another one from the poor to the rich because the majority of people in school are upper middle income and higher income. So if you just start making college free, all you're doing is giving rich people money. The opportunity here, and I'm working with the regents at the University of California, is to embrace small and big tech. And I'm not talking even about decreasing costs. You need to, these universities need to be under the same fiscal constraints as middle class ha- families and every other industry that's under attack right now. 
But what the opportunity, the grand bargain here is a mix of all of it. And that is to go to alumni and go to Governor Newsom and say, give us another 10, 20 percent, increase our budget 20 percent. And we're going to mm-hmm. dramatically decrease the cost per student of delivery. We're going to take 50 percent of our classes online because it's not an either or it can be an and mm-hmm. it can be a hybrid model. Hybrid. And we're going to double the size of our campus. If you take 50 percent of the classes online and the dirty secret is 50 percent of the classes could be online and it would still be fine. Yeah. The social stuff, the socialization scales really well. And then overnight, start taking, again, acceptance rates way up and start taking costs way down. We can absolutely do this. We just need to go back to the future where good kids can have remarkable futures. So I think it's it's a combination of one, big tech, small tech, more financial scrutiny and discipline. We need to absolutely punch a gut in the in the cost explosion of administration. We need to start taxing those endowments at universities that are posing as educators. All they are is hedge funds offering classes to the kids of their limited partners, i.e. the Ivy League. For God's sakes, what do you realize if Harvard continues its endowment growth in about 20 years, it'll be at a trillion dollars with 1,600 yeah. new students every fall? What the fuck Ridiculous. is Harvard doing? What but the Elizabeth fuck Warren, is Harvard Elizabeth, doing? Elizabeth Warren gets mad at Pete Buttigieg for having a fundraiser in a wine cave. She teaches in a wine cave. Harvard is a giant wine cave. This notion that that education is there to be a luxury brand that we purposely constrain supply. What what on earth are we doing? Do you realize Stanford? Stanford. Stanford just canceled sports. Stanford just canceled sports, and they said, "Well, why don't you use your endowment?" And said, "Because we've made commitments from our endowments to private equity funds, and we had that reserve for capital calls." Like, okay, so you are officially a hedge fund now, and no longer a university. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, there's massive disruption. Bring it on. We have stuck on our chin. Bring it on. I Does like that the pitch. A lot of I like Pitchfork Scott, who is pitchforking against where he works. If even Amazon as I write a giant, for everyone. What's my I voice tone I, right now? I think What's I my pay voice for tone? part of your salary now at NYU, and I don't want to pay for your salary anymore. I want to take away Scott's salary. That is what I want to do. Thank you. There you go. Scott, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be okay. back for wins and fails for this week. Support for Pivot comes from Hidden Layer. It seems like everywhere you look, industries are turning to generative AI. We talk about it a lot on this show. Businesses can generate more ideas, answers, connections, solutions, and momentum. But at the same time, security teams are forced to slow down that progress so they can make sure AI adoption is safe and responsible. Hidden Layer's AI detection and response platform secures generative AI and large language models from malicious attacks, leaking of confidential information, and intellectual property theft. Hidden Layer helps you generate more by enabling seamless, secure generative AI. Here's how it works. AI detection and response protects businesses from potential attacks by monitoring and analyzing the inputs and outputs of their generative AI applications, blocking harmful transactions and alerting security teams in real time, allowing organizations to accelerate their AI adoption with speed. Customers in finance, technology, healthcare, and even the U.S. Department of Defense trust Hidden Layer to protect their AI today. Plus, Hidden Layer was named Most Innovative Startup at RSA, the most significant cybersecurity conference in the nation. With Hidden Layer, go from pause to possibilities. Generate more with Hidden Layer. Visit hiddenlayer.com slash pivot to learn more about Hidden Layer's AI detection and response solution. 
Okay, Scott wins and fails. Uh, I am going to go first. Chadwick Boseman, the actor who played King T'Challa in Black Panther, passed away from cancer, uh, uh, colon cancer, at the age of 43. An outpouring of sorrow over the loss was immense. I watched, uh, you know, it was really interesting. I watched uh, Black Panther again. And boy, is that a much more late. Ryan Coogler is such a talented director. And it was... Well, I don't know why his death struck me. I loved that movie. I think I've saw it a, a dozen times. Yeah. He's he was he was regal and elegant and just the sentiment. And actually, it's a lot more complex because that movie is not the uh, the guy who played the villain in the movie, Michael uh, B. Jordan, um, was amazing. Also, he plays opposite uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and he was talking about sort of uh, keeping to yourself that Wakanda kept to itself and wasn't offering solutions to the world. So he's not quite the villain. And so I'd, I'd, I'd miss, I hadn't missed it, but I really saw it in a different way. I just was very, uh, it's such a, it's a fail, I guess, but what a win for such a wonderful actor to have had such an impact on so many uh, young kids, especially. All right, your turn. Uh, yeah, that's a hard one to top. Uh, it, you know what it reminded me of? I remember when, when the AIDS crisis was in kind of full, was full tilt in the 90s in San Francisco. And I heard about, I can't remember, I heard about a guy passing away and I'm in his 30s. And I immediately mm-hmm. assumed, oh, it must have been an AIDS-related death. And it wasn't. He died from, I think, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And you realize like tragedy continues to march on, random tragedy like that. And when mm-hmm. I heard about him, I immediately thought, oh, I wonder if it's COVID-related. It mm-hmm. took me back to, you, you immediately, yeah. you go to the, the health scare. And the reality is this guy, you know, I think it was colorectal cancer. And it got me thinking. I mean, literally, I do think his death will serve some good. I know I, I personally scheduled um, on Friday at the, the, the I'm going to one of these full. I'm getting bottom lines. I'm getting another colonoscopy. I've been on one five years, and mm-hmm. it just in, it inspires you to think more about your health, and you can't take yeah. it for granted. And this is the guy that literally had everything. Yeah, and you know, he had he had cancer when he was in these roles, which is amazing. I've been starting yeah. to watch all his. Incredible. I've watched much many of his. I saw Jackie. I saw Thurgood. He played a lot of biopics, which was interesting. Um, I'm going to see. Um, he's do, I, he did a James Brown biopic, and then he's in another one with Spike Lee. I'm going to watch them all. I just love look. I just there was something about his acting style. He was from Howard University, and he the reason he got to go to England to study acting was because. Denzel Washington paid for a whole bunch of Howard graduates to go there and pay for it, which was amazing. Uh, I think Felicia Rashad had something to do with it. Um, mm. And it was really, as she did, in fact, when she was teaching there. And I just, this 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 idea of a very wealthy actor paying for this guy to become a world famous actor was kind of lovely in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, very sad. Very sad. So you're getting um, a colonoscopy. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I, so I've my- my win again is uh, I'm just so excited about Google certification. I hope big tech comes piling into this and that we come up with micro certification and that we come up with <laughs> different means of, again, um, breaking out of this, 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 this dictum of you have to have a college degree, that there's, there's a fan creating alternative on ramps to the better life that has mostly been sequestered to people who are lucky enough to go to school. Uh, so I just think Google certificates. I'm very, very excited about that. That's that's my win and my fail. And then you do a fail. My fail is I think the Democratic Party is about to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory if it doesn't take more of a hard line mm. on violence and property damage uh, during these during this looting. I think they've created an opening the size of, I don't know, the Amazon for Trump to run through if they don't. If they don't, uh, uh, I, I think that whether they are or they aren't, because if you look at Biden, Biden has actually said these are 
These, this is not good. I think they're mm-hmm. coming across and being depositioned as apologists for this type of behavior. And yeah. That's my feel. Yeah. Even if they say Biden has not said, he doesn't yeah, talk Biden about said this is wrong. Yeah. yeah. So what does he do? What does he say more? I'm going to send in more police. Oh my, what is such an opportunity? Take what? that gangster, badass Kamala, who was mm-hmm. attorney general of, of California and put her on the stage and say, again, we are a nation of peaceful protests. We're, into, we're a nation of laws, though. And if you mm-hmm. break these laws, I'm going to put your ass in jail. And I, I, she has an opportunity here to stand up and totally. It's, it's, I'm, I was the premier law enforcement uh, yeah. official in the fifth largest economy in the world. I will do this right. And, the, yeah. and she'll get some criticism for the far left for not understanding why they're upset. I get it. Th- that is how. That is how they get the office. That is how they win presidency. Kamala goes gangster and mm-hmm. says, I will not tolerate this shit. I mm-hmm. will not tolerate it. Yeah, she got a lot of flack for being that way. It's it's really, it's a difficult needle to thread because I think a lot of these right-wing militia groups are going in and creating violence in order to yeah. create more protests, to create more violence. If you try to destroy things, you end up winning because you the people, everyone else is cleaning up around you or trying to stop your destruction. What I think will be interesting if Trump does win, I don't think his, his uh, administration is going to have a moment's peace. Not a moment's peace. There will be protests for years, and 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 the violence will escalate dramatically. I think. I think that. So you I just think said something. You this said violence to him. I think pinning the violence to him is what you have to do. Well, okay. You, but I, w- I want you to say more when you when you right. wreak violence or or when you promote violence, you win. Say more. Or destruction. Well, I, I think, think you, it's your... easy to destroy. It's easy to break things. That's what he's doing. He's yeah. not building. He's breaking. And so it's it, he's been running as a breaker of things, but not a builder of things. And eventually you have to build. So if he gets the power, you have to pin everything on him then. It's his, the reason the cities are having a problem is because of him. But he can't keep saying democratic cities. He can't keep saying this. You've got to pin it on him and say, he's the reason we're having these riots. Like, that's where I think they need to go. It's like the reason these riots are happening is because his right-wing militias that he is pushing are destroying us. You should be scared of the right-wing militias. They've got guns and they're running around the country as vigilantes. Like, I think that's where, and and destruction is a lot easier than creation. It just is. It just is. And I think if he does win, he will not have a moment's peace and there will be no excuse for the Republicans as the country fractures. I just, I don't see, I don't see how they're going to get out of uh, the amount of that at some point they have to build something and it can't be a police state in this country. It could be, but it's not going to be. And so that's really where I think the, the Democrats, it's that this, we hang these problems on him, the, all of them. Mm-hmm. We, we, we dislike each other because of him. He is the problem. And I think that's really where they have to go it, more than anything. And that's hard because it's not our, in our nature, in Democrats nature to do that. And, but you have to, you sort of have to say, he's the reason there are riots. These are Trump riots. These are Trump. Uh, these are Trump. This is a Trump mess that Trump created because all he does is create. He reeks why we have a plague. That's why we have this. Um, and I think you're right. People are tired of the of COVID and they've decided not to have it anymore. Right? Like that's kind of the the, the even though it's it's raging. Well, but but let's think about this. There's there's been some, and this is another fail. I would say. I, okay, so you have red state governors prematurely under political pressure, uh, in my opinion, a lack of empathy, and because a lot of red states didn't know anyone that had COVID early on, they just knew someone who had to close their business, reopen too early. At the same time, I think the bluest of blue university chancellors have reopened too soon. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it all comes down to a gross idolatry of dollar or opting for economics over health and the Commonwealth and making long-term decisions. We become short-term thinkers on the left, on the right. Another left and right thing that is really upsetting around a lack of civility, these far-right gun-toting people who go into a Walmart where there's open carry in the state, brandishing an M15 or an AR-15 around their neck. That is not civil. That does nothing but create a society that is less comfortable, that's more tense. And quite frankly, on the far left, yeah. going to a private residence and on the sidewalk building a working guillotine, that is that is awful. It is still not the that same of showing up with guns and shooting at people. I'm sorry. It's just, it's stupid. No, not, it's no, stupid. No, no, hold on. It's hold stupid. on. I didn't say shooting. Don't put okay. words in my mouth. I'm not talking about okay. killing. When you show up in a public place, exercising your right to bear arms and brandish a, a semi-automatic rifle, rifle in public, you are you are not helping. That is not comedy of man. That is that is a total. It, it, that is saying I don't care. I'm tearing at the fabric of our society because I can under some silly weirdness around liberty and freedom. I also think. Did you see film of that yes, guillotine yes. they built? It was a it was working stupid. guillotine. It was that stupid. doesn't help. It was stupid. That doesn't help. That's diff- I, I I agree with you. I I think it was stupid. I think a lot of this, the the whole scenes of them yelling. I do think Rand Paul walked right into it in order to create a problem. They they this is how they think. I'm telling you, they want to create a problem so that they can have video, so they can say, look at these intolerant people. It's just it's not. It, it, oh, the Rand Paul video. Yes. when he was leaving a conference. Yeah. When he was leaving the convention, he wandered yeah. into it. He knew what disturbing. he was doing. He he knew what he was. Oh, you doing. think it was cooked. Uh, utterly, completely. He knew exactly where to walk. Huh. Come on. It was very effective. Whatever. It it's very just effective. bullshit. It's just, it's flat out bullshit. But the fact of the matter is they, they want to create chaos. This ca- making chaos is works and it scares people. And so p- people get scared. They tend to vote fear versus hope. And so at some point they cannot keep scaring us and it doesn't get scary. They're the ones that become scary. And that's what I'm saying without a moment's peace. We'll bring in law and order Kamala. All right, Law and Order Kamala. What is she going to be carrying a gun? Like carrying a, like a rifle? No, I'm an attorney general, and I'm going to pull the All right, laws okay. Land. All right, Scott, this is this is taking a dark turn. Your your return, nonetheless. <laughs> I need a scuttle. I can Soup see. I can see. I think cuddling Soup is more. Soup a cuddle for the dog. Anyway, it's good to have you home. I have to go and talk to somebody who's trying to save the world for one of my New York Times podcasts. Um, who's that? Uh, who's trying to save Jane the world? Jane Goodall. Um, Anyway, the primologist, what is that called? Prim- yes, yes, yeah. yeah, primatologist. Primatologist? Yeah, primatologist. yeah. Yes, she's yes, got a great brand. Yes. Yeah, she got a brand. She's, I think a she's brand. done a lot of great There's, things. Who doesn't yeah. like her? Seriously, who does not like her? That's what I'm going to talk to her about. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Anyway, we did something with our guest hosts in your absence is to ask them to prompt listeners with a question topic. Do you have a topic you'd like listener questions on? Is it education? I feel like you went off the deep end on this education thing. What What is the topic you would like people to, to call in about? I want to hear stories about what it's like. We always talk about the kids. I think there is tremendous, spring is supposed to be in households, uh, it's supposed to be, and and even in the summer, nervousness, but joyous where you find out where you're going to school and you go to school. And I think it's mm-hmm. turned into a season of despair and financial instability. I've heard from parents, I got a lot of emails that say, yeah. my daughter did everything right. She, do you realize, Harvard's going to turn away something like 2,800 kids who got a perfect score, perfect math score in the SAT. I mean, it's just gotten so ridiculous, the scarcity in the luxury model. I'd love to hear from parents who have to sit down, uh, and I've heard from them with their kids and say, you've done everything right and I can't afford to send you to school. I I think there is so much 
pain out yeah. there. I think there's so much shame. Can you imagine you're a middle-class family, you've done yeah. everything you're supposed to do, your kid is amazing or good, <laughs> and you have to sit down with your kid and say, I'm sorry, we can't afford to send you to school. So I, I would yeah. like to hear, how has the education system, what does it mean for people, for parents and their kids, their kids, yeah. their high school kids in the household? I think it's become a tremendous, you know what happiness, happiness not only is a function what? of what you have, it's, it's absence from certain things. And the absence, it, Canada doesn't have this despair and shame that if your kid's good, you can't afford to send them to school. That doesn't happen in Germany yeah. either. It happens in the US. There's tremendous, I think, yeah. I don't call it deaths of despair, but conversations of despair because All people right, can no longer do despairing listener <laughs> questions. I want to invite that. I want to, I want to hear parents' stories around their kids going to college. All right, parents' stories. Parents, please uh, call in and give us a question about that. Scott would like to hear about your despair. Anyway, Scott, um, <laughs> welcome back. Thank so you. good to have you back. Thank you. Penis and despair. Thank you so much. That's I'm, right. I can't believe I'm so excited for the fall about That's this. Right. Anyway, uh, please read us out, Scott. I've gone foxy. Uh, I've gone foxy. I can see that. Something foxy. Foxy in a, in a smelly way. But go Go ahead, please read us out. Today's episode was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Our sound engineer is Fernando Finete. Oh, and our executive producer is Erica Anderson. I spoke to Erica over the weekend. If you like what you heard, please download or subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. What a wonderful time in our history. No, that's not true. Give me something positive, Kara. What's going on here? What's positive? Only 68 days, 69 days. Take my baby. Show. Oh, your baby, your baby. Vote for, vote for the little Swisher. Vote for Joe and Kamala. <laughs> Jamala. Jamala. That's right. We, the, do you know what the most exciting opportunity is in the next 72 days or whenever? I, you know, if he takes 40 states, we are going to ignite a, a, a movement across the world that says no to nationalism, that says no to a lack of empathy. We have the opportunity here to start spinning, to say, to have the immunities kick in and say to the rest of the world, we are still that we are still that beacon on the hill. We have an opportunity here to ignite an incredible immune response and say, the world is better when we cooperate. The world is better when we show comedy. The world is better when we fund our institutions. The world is better when we turn back viruses. The world is better when we redistribute income to our most vulnerable and state of the world. That's right, we're the wealthiest nation in the world, bitches, which means that our poorest do pretty well here. This is a huge opportunity. <laughs> Do it for the little swisher, Kara. Do it for the little swisher. <laughs>